Hello, I'm Rebecca Horan and welcome to A Little Birdie Told Me, a podcast brought to you by Rollercoaster.ie. In season four, I'm going to be talking to a range of well-known Irish faces about being in the trenches when it comes to parenting. On this episode, I sit down with Hannah Saunders, founder of Hannah Saunders PR. When we spoke, Hannah was 38 weeks pregnant and she has since given birth to her baby boy, Brody Bow. Hannah also spoke about her love for her father-in-law, Eugene, who sadly passed away in recent weeks. I really hope you enjoy this episode. This lady is not an easy lady to get because she is so busy and even busier at the moment because she is due a baby imminently. And I would say by the time this podcast comes out, there'll be some wonderful news. So on the podcast today, as you can see, I'm doing guests of all um, kind of walks of life this time. And this is someone I really admire is the founder and, of course, you know, runs everything to do with Hannah Saunders Pure. And it is the woman herself, mum to be Hannah Saunders. Welcome. Thank you so much, Rebecca, and thank you for the lovely introduction. And I'm so sorry I couldn't get in any sooner. As you've said, it has been quite a crazy period in my life. Um, our work at the agency is is busier than ever. And I am, as of today, two weeks away from my due date. <laughs> so I'm really trying to pack it all in so that I can kind of give my full undivided attention to baby when he makes his way into the world and hopefully two weeks or under. <laughs> You're some woman. I think people talk about you a lot in circles in Dublin for being such a formidable person. Um, you seem very calm, maybe underneath the duck, the, the, the legs are, but you're calm, cool, collected. You do an incredible job of creating a, a really wonderfully aspirational Instagram profile, but you're also very, I don't know, engaging, relatable and just guys so gorgeous in real life as well as she is on, on her Instagram. Tell me a bit about your hopes and dreams when you started in Pure, you were getting into Pure or what you did to get there, because it's quite the journey. Um, well, again, thank you so much. It's really, really kind of you. Um, I have to say, I'm not feeling gorgeous at the moment. Um, but but sure, look, um, pregnancy is is weird and wonderful and makes you feel all kinds of things. Um, but it's kind of a leveler, actually, isn't it? It is. No matter who you are, it's just all of the nasties and all the goodies and all the. And I remember yeah. Glenda Gilson was saying that she's like, there is no leave your dignity like it's tricky and you oh, go 100%. through so many weird things and you never expect what whoever you are to go through that stuff oh absolutely and uh, yeah it's it's just wild I was only saying to someone yesterday sorry for going off track no I, like, I did I did that to you I I like you don't even recognize yourself in the mirror like I get out of the shower and I'm like oh who's that who's that <laughs> why is everything like that and it does yeah. things do come I do always it's say wild. we're so hard on ourselves as women because seeing your body change no matter what the shape was whether you were always someone who had all the curves and the boobs and whether you were never that person and you exactly. were straight up straight down it's very strange to see yourself in that way and it does something to your mind and as much as we're grateful to be pregnant it can be very hard and I, I like it, I mean Glenda was like always from the modeling industry everything being perfect and on call and then the issues that come with being pregnant she said it was so strange Absolutely. yeah and I feel even from a style perspective and I suppose going back to your question on PR we would run a lot of um media and influencer events as part of our agency and I was running an event last week and I think you know half the guests in attendance were kind of baffled that I was still wearing stilettos 
And maybe I am absolutely crazy to be wearing stilettos when I was 37 weeks pregnant. But you know what? It's just me. And I've really tried so hard to kind of not lose myself in the pregnancy. And now, of course, everybody is different. And if I had been experiencing tremendous back pain or anything like that, I would be in my sneakers. But I I just I've never been really a sneakers at work kind of girl. And so it has made me feel nice to still kind of take pride in my appearance, Mm. to still plan my outfits the way I've always liked Mm. to and to turn up at my work events you know it's my agency it's my name at the door and you know that's who I represent that's my style and so I've really really tried to to not lose that Mm. and I've kind of had fun with it as well as I said I think some people look at me like I have two heads and they're like Hannah sit down I think the identity has to be maintained or else what are you kind of just pretending to be different things in your life now I'm a mom now I'm a pregnant that is what you are. I mean, yes. I've always been kind of cash chic or whatever. So I, I, I really struggled to maintain that when the boobs were getting bigger and, you know, I couldn't wear the cool low sling pants because I felt like you had to wear over the tummy ones or, but I went with it and I made sure I found it really hard. Now that was with my first baby six years ago to find things that were cool. Really hard. It is. We're evolving it's a little bit. It's definitely gotten a lot but better. But I used to just wear has. my own stuff maybe up a little bit of a size or a little bit like a shirt open with the top. But I don't want, you don't want to lose yourself to it. No. No, absolutely not. And as I always say, more bumpy, less frumpy. Show the bump. Like, I think my mum always says to me, you know, the odd time if I do wear something that's a bit more, probably like what I'm wearing today, she'd be like, Hannah, it's not you. She's like, show your figure. No, I actually think this is super cool (laughs) and really, and like you're 38 weeks pregnant. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. (laughs) Okay, I'm at that stage. (laughs) But like, no, but it's cool as well. It's young. Yeah. But I think what she's probably saying is that was never who you were fitted with Exactly. Yeah, and that's cool too, because you will go back to that straight away, you know? Yeah. But it's 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 been fun, and you know what? It's been it's been interesting trying to navigate this alongside a career. But whether or not it's your own business or you're working for an employer, um, you know, every pregnancy is different. And I, for me, you know, in in my first trimester, I think that was probably the hardest to navigate because. In the PR industry, there really are no breaks. There really is no downtime. Um, I mean, which is which is wonderful, and and I, I feel very grateful that as as an agency, we can say that we are consistently a capacity and consistently very busy. Um, but it just doesn't really allow time for you to lay in your bed, um, especially as the owner. Um, but you know what? I live and I breathe it and it's my biggest passion. Um, I love it so much. And I suppose I founded the agency, um, it'd be just over eight years ago. Um, I founded the company when I was in London. I was living there at the time. Um, I had been working for a top luxury agency in London um, and I just make, made the decision. I was 25 and I just said, look, I, I always knew I wanted to, to run my own business and the opportunity just came about a little sooner than I anticipated. And so I just grabbed the opportunity and have never looked back. So I think when something is so um, important to you and when you know, I, I've been able to kind of see year on year growth. I, I really haven't wanted that to stop. <laughs> and so again, I've just fought really, really hard to try and balance my life over the last nine months so that I can still be thriving in business, but I can still be thriving personally and not letting it take too much of a toll on on my health and everything. So it's it's definitely been it's it's I've I've really had to be so mentally switched on and in tune with my body over the last nine months but I actually think that has helped me in terms of the stage that I'm now that's probably the first time in your life you did that probably yes yeah (laughs) it's quite I think pregnancy for someone like you and 
you know, all, all of us are different and some women, it's not that they're not ambitious, but they're much ha happier to embrace it, go with the chill a little bit, uh, go for it maybe for a few years after as well and take that time, right? And then other women are just like alpha, I don't know whether it's an alpha female thing, but we just cannot stop and we can't, it's not within us intrinsically. And I remember being pregnant with my first, I wasn't running my own super successful business, but I was working in media and it was very busy and demanding. And I very much struggled when people told me to slow down, take it handy, take it in, enjoy. And I felt like people were giving out to me a little bit. Like, I don't think you're taking it seriously. I've experienced that too. You know, are you, do you love this enough? Are you, yeah. and I don't know whether it's a personal question. Did you want to get pregnant? Were you planning that? So there was definitely a path because I remember being shocked when we got pregnant. We were married a few years and it kind of came upon us when we hadn't expected, which is amazing. I'm so lucky. And it took me so long to get used to the idea of being pregnant. Okay. And not needed by people and that I'd have to step out for a little while. I couldn't believe it. And what you say there about lying in bed, chilling, sickness, which is hideous, the tiredness at the beginning. It's really hard when you've never been that gal. Oh, it's 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 crazy. Um, I, I honestly felt like a zombie at times. I felt I'm probably not safe to drive. The tiredness was that bad. Um, but do you know what? I kind of, I, I was very open with my team, um, you know, as soon as I kind of felt comfortable t telling people outside of my immediate friends and family that I was pregnant. And I kind of started to start my work days. I'd be on the laptop from 6 a.m. because I could actually function really, really well in the morning. Mm -hmm. The evenings, I Horrendous. was written yeah. off. Um, and my husband, if I was working from home, he'd often come into the kitchen and I'd honestly be asleep at my laptop with my hands on the oh, keyboard, bless. but my head down. Yeah. Um, and he'd be like, Hannah, you just have to give in. So I just got into a bit of a rhythm of, look, if you need to take a nap, take a nap. Um, you know, the work is going to get done and I suppose as as a business owner I you know I have this kind of um dialogue with my team the whole time is that I don't care what hours they get their work done once they get the work there's done there's none of this micromanaging you have to be in the office God, no. yeah, yeah, no, yeah I think no, it's important no. yeah um, obviously there's certain days when we have deadlines or meetings or interviews and that kind of thing and obviously that has to happen at certain times but outside of that mm. if like I've one of the girls on the team um lives and commutes from Mullingar mm -hmm. Um, and so she tends to start her day earlier and then go home before rush hour and that kind of thing. And I always say to the girls, if you want to work from the hair salon, work from the hair salon. I don't care. But the flexibility so, is important. Yeah, yeah. So I had to take that on board mm. myself because I would have a nap, even if it was for 40 minutes. And I'd be like, oh, no, what have I missed? But you actually don't miss anything. You just have to kind of rejig your routine a little bit. And to be honest, I've always been quite a morning person. So I guess I was lucky that my mornings weren't so drastically impacted. But as I said, my evenings and late afternoons, I was crippled with the fatigue. Um, I wouldn't, I, 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 like if I was invited to an event, I, I simply would not have been able to go. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, was, I was absolutely written off. And I think it wasn't until I sort of came out of that phase that I realized how bad it was. Yeah. When you start to feel good again, yes. that's when you really appreciate it. you think it's it. going to be nine months of it and you're you actually do. really not enjoying it. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? So and this is like, I suppose there's a lot of kind of scaremongering in pregnancy too. And everybody thinks they know everything about pregnancy. And so many people did say to me, you'll have a great 
second trimester, but it's all going to come back and bite you in the bum in the third trimester. So enjoy it while you can. I can say it hasn't. No. I'm 38 weeks yeah. and I'm feeling full of energy. Yeah. And I, was, I didn't find the last two yeah. that bad. First was hideous. Yeah, yeah. it hasn't come back. Yeah. So, and I think that's... We do scaremonger, but I do yeah. also think honesty is good too with labor, pregnancy and, yeah. and raising babies because everything's romanticized and everything's a pamperzad. Yeah. And it's also important to be kindly honest, you know? Yeah. Because um, I, would, I would agree up to 15 weeks with Simone, I actually was like, I'm going to have to be hospitalized. I was on yes. a drip. I was puking yeah. a lot. I thought there was something wrong with me and the baby. And of course, it just changed one day. And then I, was I was the fine. same. I got sick in Brian Thomas one day. I didn't <laughs> even make it to the toilet. It was so embarrassing. And it just, it happened. They knew you weren't a drunk though. They were like, no. she looks beautiful. I was oh, mortified. I, I remember yeah. being like, please hand me the mop. Like it was That's awful. Yeah. Um, I remember I was at a client meeting. I had to run out the door because I didn't have like the constant mm-hmm. nausea. Just it just come, come mm-hmm. on. I'd be driving in the car and I'd be throwing my head out the window. I'd be walking the dog in the park and I'd be jumping into a bush. <laughs> like it was not glamorous. Yeah. And I suppose they're, they're the things that I suppose you don't really share on, on Instagram, I guess. But um, for me, I, you know, you just reference there everything's a bit of a pampers ad I think sometimes it can help you to embrace that sort of pampers ad mentality because for yeah but everyone's different but for me um I suppose the reality of the the tough situations just doesn't help my head no um no and so as no. I think sometimes as much as people are trying to be very very real um and you know I don't know if you follow Instagram accounts like badass mothers yes. and stuff like that you know, one of my best friends and she she's an absolute she's a she's incredible. She she's she gave birth um eight weeks ago and did it so phenomenally with the best attitude in the world and she loves that badass mother's That's Instagram. So she's like, Hannah, you have to look at it. I looked at it for about two minutes and I was like, I'm gonna be sick. No. <laughs> I was no. like, I just can't. No. And I know it's incredible and I know the female body is amazing. No. But no, I I'm kind of with can't. you. I'm kind of with you on. I mean, I'm all for real chats. This last season of the podcast was a lot of reality about fertility, pregnancy loss, yeah. labor, right? And I'm all for getting down and dirty with re- reality. Like, I'm not a complete fantasist, but yes. I do agree with you that there is only so much. Like, you're right. I, like, I would get sick on the way to work in Ranland. I'd be so missed that morning, but you would see a lovely photo of my bump outfit later. Yes. And the gals bringing me for their baby shower lunch or silly things about me doing up the thing. And meanwhile, I'd have had a fight with Jason because I was super cranky. Yes. I think a little bit of everything is nice and you can tone it in with like you can give birth to this baby now and go actually the pregnancy was really tricky but I agree I don't think we need to saturate and I don't think it helps your own mental health I'm not yeah. sure when I reveal so much it really helps actually yeah. so you have to stay in your light as well and I suppose like I love kind of connecting with say my community on on Instagram and you know and when I'd I, say you found a new one have you kind of reached for, out for sure and you know there's there's little things like you know I've been the first person that certain people have told that they're pregnant Cute. you know that way like Cute. I got messages from from women saying like I've literally just done the pregnancy test you're like tell I'm your in, husband I know they're like <laughs> I'm in shock how do I navigate this who do I tell when do I tell mm. um and so yeah it's 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 mad you do you have this complete offline community um yeah. and you know when you get messages from women saying do you know what I've been feeling so crap but kind of seeing you be positive about mm. it is helping me and I'd just rather be that person and suck it up and put your outfit on yeah. and sometimes we have to just put the best foot yeah. and very much in what you do that essence of public relations and yeah. communications and your clients like it is sometimes just get up and get on because we really this is how the world works this is how we make our money this is how we we can't always just 
let it go because when we do let go often we fall yeah for sure deep, you know and you know as I think we were, we were briefly chatting before before recording you know I was saying I'd because I'm feeling good I'm I'm happy to still be giving work my all so that when the baby does arrive, I can then genuinely take time off, which I will absolutely be doing. I'm not one of these people that are going to say, um, you know, well, my my team joke at me and say, I'll have the laptop in the bed and holler straight. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I think it is so important no matter what your work situation is, you know, whether you are running a company of 400 people or running a company of five people like me I think it is so important to take time off and you know what I'm so blessed like my clients are the nicest people in the world they've all been so encouraging I'm getting emails from them now been like we really hope you can switch off now Hannah so you know we've we I'm in a really lovely position that I've a great team I've great clients and I am going to take that time off because I will absolutely need it but I haven't felt like I've needed it so far so I'm just cracking on scared of so obviously labor baby comes are you scared of labor no stepping away a bit relinquishing control a bit are you scared of your career like or do you feel like you are always going to be a super driven ambitious successful woman despite children yeah like as in that's such a good thing for them to see and such a you're such a role model or do you think it's going to soften you and change you? like are you worried about that I was very worried about that yeah I, I think I am I think I've thought about it a lot of, of who am I going to be in three like let's say three weeks time realistically um or three months time when yeah things or three are, months yeah. time but yeah because I've always just been Hannah but and then Hannah the business owner and then I'm going to be Hannah the business owner and the mum mm. um but to be honest there are so many women that I look up to and that I admire that are doing it all. Um, And I don't think you have to choose whether to have a career and whether to be a mom. Um, I think people are proving day in, day out that it is possible Mm -hmm. to do both. Um, There are people that don't want to do both. Um, But I will put my hand up and say, that's never been me. I've never, ever, ever wanted to be a mom full-time and by the way moms full-time are phenomenal and you know I always say you know it's important to say things like I, I may not work outside the home but you're absolutely working it is a full-time it's commitment. just recognized in LinkedIn as a career so yeah. if you're someone who goes to a company for a marketing job or whatever and you had five years perhaps working within home they see the skill set and they actually it's now being rewarded which is amazing yeah amazing it's taken 90,000 um, years yeah <laughs> but but that's the thing things are progressing I guess it's it's I've always been a bit of a multitasker and you know my sister often says to me do you have more hours in the day than anybody else and how does this work um and so I'm kind of excited for the challenge a little bit um I know it will be overwhelming at times and you know little things like the childcare situation at the moment I'm on I think something like 11 waiting lists to get them in so you will you will be you know staying home for a bit but also then endeavoring to try and have some kind of childcare. oh absolutely right so that is because I was very much like that and I remember getting a lot of negative nancies about how you should be at home within the first two years for their development and then everyone was like Yes, they you, need socialization. You can never need... stop the negative Nancys. They are everywhere, and they and she always... loved her crash and her yeah. crack. Oh my and god, loved they it. They will always be everywhere, and um, but yeah. that is the hope that there's some kind Absolutely, of absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I think before we could get them into 
um, like a crash, uh, a local crash, we will be looking to have care at home yeah. um, because it's really my only option. Um, also, I, I don't feel like like my mom, Jean, and my mother-in-law, Val, are, are two incredible women. They are so excited for this baby and, you know, they're going to be so supportive and amazing. But I don't feel like it's either of their roles to be my yes. nanny. Um, they raised their children already. They're um, in their early 60s. They're both thriving. They both enjoy their travel. They both have fabulous social lives. And I just have never, ever expected or asked that they would become carers to my child. Um, so it's just not something I've looked into. So, I, you know. But even if the financial independence, even if there was so much money, you could you could swim in it and you didn't need to work yeah. for five you would want to work. Oh, am I 100%. correct? Yeah, it's not just about all oh, of the yeah, I, double I always, incomes and the, yeah. I've always said, even if I win the lotto, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. still be and working. The same, okay. Because if you And your husband it, works full time. He does. And that's the thing, I'm self-employed and Richie, I think with his company gets like two weeks off, I think is what you get. So we just don't have an option. Um, so I suppose from kind of January, I'll be starting back at work. Um, and I'm going to ease my way in a couple of days a week. Hopefully we'll have found um, someone who's fantastic for our baby at that stage. Um, and then we'll just work it out because that's all you can do. I don't think anyone knows what the hell they're doing. Um, so we'll just be winging it. And, and I think it'll be <laughs> from a perspective, and I know I don't know you, but I think it'll be good for you and your parenting, if that's who you are. It sounds similar to, to women I'm friendly with. Yeah. If you do work, because I think sometimes we can get lost in that. And if that's your identity, but also you're a mum, you'll need to do a bit of both. Yes. To keep sane. And I think what happened is I tried to with the second baby, because the first I had a lot of guilt over putting her in crash too young and working and being too hungry. But we yeah. had just bought a home and we had to. And I think with the second, I was like, I'm going to go all in. Yeah. Bake and breastfeed for nine years yeah. and lose myself in it because I'm never yeah. doing it again. And yeah. I did lose myself in it. Yeah. And I do remember being like, I remember pushing her um, in Paris Court down the estate on my own one lonely day. No one's really on fun. Everyone's, everyone's working or everyone's busy or my mom had her own stuff. And I would agree. I don't think you should be relying on others to. And I was like, I need to start having my own stuff going on because this can't be it. And I love my children. Um, so it's good. It, it's good that you have a plan. Yeah. And you know what? Like I, I already love him so much and I'm so excited for for being a mum first and foremost. And but, you know, I want to work for him as well. And I want when he grows up to be proud of me and and to see that I'm hardworking and hopefully I can instill that in him, too. Um, but you know, who knows when this baby arrives, I might look at him and be like, I'm never, ever leaving and your side. And you will be like, and you will be like that for <laughs> yeah. a while. And that's the love bomb. And that's, yeah. that's the, you know, all of that flows and all the hormones, yeah. they come sometimes in, in crying of, I need help. I'm really tired. Sometimes it's like no one else helped my baby today because it's my baby. Yeah. You're going to have all of that, but you still in essence will discover yourself in the new year as needing to work. Right. And that's, and you're going to love that. Cause that feeling of like, I'm doing it for him and I can't wait to get home. To, and you're going to yeah. just be running home, running home. Literally. And I think also the one thing that I am very, very realistic about is recovery. And naturally, everybody's recovery is different no matter what way your baby enters the world. Mm. And so, you know, in my head, I might have that like, oh, I'll be going back to meetings and doing that. But that may not happen. I may have a long recovery. And so I'm absolutely, you know, going to let myself have that time. I'm not going to push myself back into situations if I'm not feeling ready. Um, and I think mentally that will be tough for but me. But isn't it amazing? We can do a zoom in the bed. Like, you yeah, know, we can, sure. you can be on emails and like, I know I'm not yeah. trying to, but you don't actually necessarily have to be at the opening of everything. No. If you, if you don't need to be Hannah, like you no. can still run the empire from 
my little empire. Were you excited <laughs> to find out you're pregnant was a surprise? Um, no, we had been trying. Um, so I was um, only dying to see the little positive sign on that stick. <laughs> um, so we were absolutely oh, delighted. Um, delighted. And the day that I did find out I was pregnant, I, I knew I was pregnant. Um, I remember I was going to get my eyebrows done. Um, I go to a place called Poonam's in Harold's Cross. And I remember I was walking across the road and I nearly fainted. I just felt really, I was like, oh, gosh, something's, something's wrong here. Mm. Um, and then I remember going into the coffee shop beside the eyebrow studio and I got sick. And I was like, oh, dear. Um, and so I went home that night. And even before I did the test, I just had a so feeling. So it was early or was it not? Super early, Super yeah. early, so, okay. But it's mad because I feel like when people find out so early, their pregnancies feel so long. But mine actually doesn't feel long at all, even though I found out probably as early as I could find out. If you could bottle the feeling, and I say it because we had losses and stuff that happened. So I was addicted to pregnancy tests and no, still so actually. Be, no, but still have a bit of a, when I see them in chemists, it's never a good vibe for me. I just, okay. because I was buying so yeah. many by the yeah. bo- I mean, you could have given me subscriptions. Yeah. And I have friends who'd be like, you know, you can get them cheaper on Amazon. I'm like, oh, I'm fine for the digital ones. Yeah. But it became uh, hoarding them in a drawer and checking even at way before a two week mark. And so... I think that positive when it's the actual like that is those two I've kept from both children. I'm completely the same. Faded. I have them in my bedside Oh, completely drawer. faded. But yeah. like that feeling could be bottled. It's the most incredible feeling. It really, really if is. If you're looking, if you're looking to be pregnant. Yeah, a hundred percent. It really, really is. And it's so disheartening every time that the, the sign that you don't Ugh. want to see comes up. And, and you're actually holding it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know whether you did this. I'd be like, it could it be? Yeah. Is like it light a, blue? A ti- at times I was doing four. Um, and it is, it's so disheartening. And every month that you get your period again, like it's it a trauma kind yeah, of, yeah, increasingly upsetting and everything like that. Um, but I think in the end, we feel lucky at the time we felt like our, well, I, I definitely felt like the journey was taking longer than I'd kind of anticipated or hoped. But when I saw that sign, I just felt lucky. I kind of forgot about the journey yeah. almost and just appreciated kind that it do, was the start. don't you? Yeah. It's strange. All of that falls. I mean, I had so much stuff and I remember it just kind of falls away. Yeah. It's very strange. People are like, you? I'm like, no, I'm not thinking about that. Yeah. And, you know, it's still, I find it still such a tough conversation because I suppose I'm of that age. I'm 33. Um, and I have friends around me who are um, who are pregnant. I have friends around me who are trying. Mm. I have friends who've had very sad losses. Everybody is on such unique journeys. And even outside of my friendship group, when I go back to kind of talking about, say, the Instagram community, I'm often getting messages from people saying, can you please give me your tips on, everyone calls it like TTC, like trying yes. to conceive. And I just feel God. like you can't because it's a minefield. It's a minefield. And, Oof. you know, I'm not an expert no. in any way, shape or form. Obviously, I did a few things to mm. that I was advised on to try, but I couldn't say if that's what I, worked. Yeah, I would agree. I, and yeah, it's it's really, really it's no two journeys are the same. And that's why I think it can feel like such a lonely, lonely it is time. Lonely. And, you know, if, you know, some people will say to you like, oh, just don't drink for a few months or relax and it'll happen. Yeah. And you're like, if one what? more person yeah, tells it's me awful. to F and yeah. relax. Or do yoga. Yeah, exactly. There's there's all these things and, and people mean so well. And, you know, I, I remember people were saying to me like, um, like tone down on the exercise and, and all oh, this stop. kind of thing. And, you know, you're just people are, as I said, people mean so well. But at the end of the day, every every body every you know every pregnancy journey is so different and I think it just happens 
for a reason that you'll you'll never know. Like people can say, oh, it's because I went on those supplements or it's because I dialed down mm. the exercise or it's because we mm. literally had sex every night of the week, you know, but you'll never actually, actually. it takes one time. So yeah, you'll never, I don't think you'll yeah. actually ever no. know unless you're obviously going down and the, the medical route. And don't even, I mean, when we did a lot of genetic testing and research as to what was going on, even they couldn't answer. Like Gia was conceived, I think I was 33 as well with her, and I was partying. I was in the midst of a mad new job. It was media. I was going to the opening of every pure event. I was working late. I was all of that kind of stuff. And I don't think I would have been super healthy. I was probably yeah. gymming too hard, drinking, eating the wrong stuff. I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't healthy enough to have her, but I yeah. wasn't super. With Simone, it was this anal, you know, I'm in my late 30s now. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And we had all this drama. And I don't, I think, and I'm not religious, probably a little bit spiritual, but I think it's, it's, we don't know and we can't control it. Yes. And it's it's just something that's unfortunately, unless you're going to go and get, like you said, help medically and you're going to go down that route. Other than that, you're, it is a, a shit show, yeah. a veritable shit show. And like well-meaning people, as well-meaning as they are, it is super lonely. Everyone's, you don't even know if someone's trying right now. You don't know if someone's pregnant right now. You don't know if they had a loss. Like I used to have losses in work. I'd go home and be like, yeah. treat it as a period. But yeah. it's so hard. And people will go, that just wasn't meant to be. And you're like, do you know what? So we have to be careful because it's a woman's body and it's a really tricky, tricky road. Yeah. But uh, you're right. The loneliness does pass when you find out you're pregnant. But then there's so many people still on that. Absolutely. And I and I and just, you can't say, oh, do this, eat an apple at this time. You can't. No, you really, really can't. And um, but I suppose to, to, to answer you, yes, we we were trying. So I was hoping to be pregnant. Um, so it was it, it wasn't a shock. Um, but I, I suppose even when you are trying, it is still kind of a shock to process. Now, when we found out it was not the kind of opportune weekend to find out we were with loads of friends, we Aww. were going away. Um, my mom, my, my dad lives in America, so my mom goes over and back and they were in the States. So I, I needed to wait until they came home to tell them. So it was, it was just, it was, it was one of these like whirlwind experiences. Like I essentially found out, um, the night before I was flying away and, um, you know, it was late at night. I only had one test in the house. And, you know, I'd fantasized, like I've been with Richie since I was 16. Oh and, my God. And I'd fantasized what? about telling him I was pregnant. You know, you oh, watch these, you watch these no, lovely videos on Instagram and stuff. Oh, and you wanted to be left somewhere. Yeah, no, no, I go like <laughs> a bulldozer down the stairs. Stop he's it. emptying the dishwasher and I just burst out crying. Oh, and I was like, Rich, Rich. And he's like, yeah. And I, I just showed him the stick and he's like, you okay? And I was like, I think this is, what does this mean? And then I remember Richie drives a motorbike and he was like, I'm going to go out to chemist and like try Get and find seven. a late night pharmacy. <laughs> and um, he, like he couldn't, there was also, what is it with no late night what pharmacies in Dublin? Country? We're like some backward, what I know. is it? You Someone like open London. a late night pharmacy, you're honestly going to make a mint. if you Google, but like, we it's, it's, bag of, it's places where you not necessarily want to be, wa- not honestly, Street, um, Dame Street, this one. He, I, I swear to God, he was on the motorbike it's going crazy. everywhere. Anyway, couldn't find any tests. So, because we were going away the next morning, we were like, look, we'll go to the airport an hour earlier before our mates arrive um, just so we can see if this is legit. And so I went into um, the toilet in Dublin Airport. I did three tests. They're all positive. And so we literally just had a little cheers with our butler's chocolate in the airport. And then I sat on the flight and I was like, oh, my God, what is life? <laughs> and then he wanted confirmation. Then I don't know if you're like me. I'm a really organized OCD person. I was ringing to get the early scans and the Marian Fetal. Yeah. And I was like trying to get in with a consultant. And Jason, yeah. like, we're seven weeks. We're six I know. Seven. I'm like, I just know. chill your boots, Jay. Yeah. So it does make you a little cray. But it, it is hard to chill. And I think 
you know, particularly those early scans, they are so, so scary. So, so scary. There's nothing exciting about those scans. I'm no. sorry, I don't care what people say. Oh, no. there's a bean. I don't care. It's yeah. like, is it... Yeah. You're just so... And after all we've been through, I remember with Simone, I was just... I would just go in going, it's going to be bad. And it was seven weeks, yeah. eight weeks. She's like, it's... Mm. I remember her once saying, it's not detectable today. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, just today. Oh, and but words you know like that. Stronger next week. What if it doesn't get stronger? Yeah. And I was so angry with them as well. Yeah. Bless her. She was just doing a job. I know. And then 10 weeks, 11, I did start to... And I remember 20 weeks being completely fine. Yeah. I started to chill my boots. But it is... The scans yeah. aren't great either. No. And, and I think... You know, there's it's very, very hard to um, just relax in pregnancy. I think, you know, there's always these little milestones. There's the the 12 weeks. Then there's the 20 week scan. Then there's the, oh, well, if you can get to 28 weeks, then they should be totally fine. Then there's the, if you get to 37 weeks, they're fully, (laughs) you know, everything, everything's great. It's hard. But I am a firm believer in, and you know, it's something I mentioned on Instagram recently, for example, like I didn't want to have a baby shower. It's just, it's just something I've always just felt a little bit kind of superstitious about. Um, I just, I never really want to sort of like celebrate a baby until they are here in the world in your arms. And even though I am 38 weeks now, I still don't feel relaxed. I'm like, until I have my little guy in my arms, like... I, I just and I know all the statistics and everything are in my favour but I just feel that there's no sure deal mm. do you know that way well, and to caveat that actually I reached out to Hannah because I do find her super impressive and I wanted her on the pod and I lo- I wanted her to be pregnant for it but it didn't matter if you'd come to me in three months because I just wanted you on the pod and I do remember you saying something about like I can come again when things have and I was like come and have this conversation you know, what's going to happen is going to, but like come and have it about this as well, because this is the only time you'll be in this. After that, you'll talk to me about, oh, and the labor and, you know, maybe you'll come back on someday and you'll talk about what happened or what's to be. But right now there's a hunger in you. You have this huge career. You're heading into the unknown a little bit with labor. You're going to be holding a baby soon. But this is a very interesting time to get a woman because everyone's always like, I'll I'll do the podcast when the baby's here and ready. And I'm like, well, you know, talk to me about this and every mad thing that you've gone through. But I didn't, I didn't want, uh, any of the showers I was not for it but I was a bit like that about hens and stuff I just think let's just yeah and then let's go for it yeah I think as well now I'm doing like a little like a lunch with my pals or whatever but we're not talking about babies (laughs) we're just going for we're just going for a lunch and you need to be treated Um, which is which is really really sweet they they basically were like Hannah we're doing something and I was like okay well look (laughs) so hang on you're with your husband since you were six so backtrack your truck go on what's going on here um, so yes, I met Richie when I was 16 outside a nightclub in Portugal. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you with your family or with your mates? So I was on, um, I was on holidays with my mum and dad. Richie was on holidays with his mum and dad, okay. Eugene and Valerie. Um, and Richie's second name is Bent. So his name is Richie Bent. And I was like sitting around the swimming pool the next day after we kissed outside a nightclub. Stop it, you kissed. Yeah. So you immediately fancied each other, you immediately had something. I mean, I was probably about 40 wickeds deep at that stage. Oh, I was 16, I probably shouldn't say that. (laughs) Um, But I wasn't, I swear. Um, But But you were just young and kissed him. Exactly. No big deal. No big deal. Um, You know those summers, they were the dream. You just kiss everyone. Um, So I was sitting by the pool with my two friends who'd come on holidays and um, we were like, we were talking about the night before and I was like, oh yeah, I kissed this guy, Richie Bent. And, And then my dad was listening. And he was like, Richie Bent, he was like, he must be Eugene Bent's son. Stop it. And I was like, oh my God, dad, seriously, like go away. You know everybody, yeah. So he gets his phone out and he texts this Eugene Bent, who's now my father-in-law. And um, he had his number? They were in class in Belvedere together. No way. Yeah. 
So he texts Eugene and he says... He's still at his number from what? Just meet... They're mates. Oh, they're mates? Yeah. So he texts him and says, are you in Portugal by any chance? And he's like, yeah, I am. I'm in the Algarve. So the night after Richie and I kissed for the first time, we had to go for drinks with our parents. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, very what? weird. Yeah, I like so still. You had a kiss, but you weren't texting. This is in the back of the day when you could text. You weren't texting. No, anything. I don't think we'd exchange numbers. I can't really remember what happened. I, I probably got distracted. The parents are linking it. The parents are linking it. They are like, oh my god! Now when I look at it, I'm this like, so I'm funny. never doing that to my kids. And how did you? Okay, so you go for drinks. And so we went there, for drinks, and, and had a drunken snog. We'd had a drunken snog, oh and uh, I remember my mum being like, I believe you two have met, and I was like, oh, you're so funny, Jean. And so yes. So we literally had to sit at a table with our parents. And, and now, actually, if I recall, I don't think the chat was too bad. Um, but like I was still mortified. And I remember we were dropping one of the girls back to the airport that day. And I remember my dad um, put diesel in the petrol car and we were delayed. And I was like, Dad, I'm not going to have time to do my makeup before we go for dinner with Richie's mom and dad. And, you know, I was in such a bad mood. Um, but anyway, then we just kind of hit it off. The chemistry? And, um, oh, I'm like, do you have chemistry when you're 16? I don't know. I, I fancied him. him. Did you fancy him? I did fancy him. Find him the crack? I mean, we had to work on his style over the years. But but you, yes, no, I did. All the sisters are like, what? <laughs> we know, what? I think, I think he probably had very bleached blonde hair at the time. Oh, and was oh probably... Ro- I used to dip, I used to, um, what's the word, the stuff that used to go orange? Oh, yes. The sun in. Yeah, the sun, sun in. in. My husband. He was probably rocking about like eight of those like shell necklaces Horrendous, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But cool. But he was cool. cool. He was cool. Yeah. Laguna so Beach. When we got back to Dublin, then we... So hang on, you have the holiday. Kiss again? Um, yes, I snuck out my window that night because I actually wasn't allowed to go out. Okay. So I used to sneak under my window to go out in Portugal every night. Um, so I'd lift up, I'd stuff the bed first. Um, me and my friends would bring wigs. And we'd put the wigs on the pillow to make it look like our hair. This is why she's smart. And then we'd sneak out the window. So I sn- like it's totally worth it. Sneak out your window. You might meet your husband. This and is amazing. So I snuck out again that night on my own. Yeah. Because my girls had gone home. Yeah, yeah. And so I went and met him. And? And yeah, sparks flew. And now, okay. you know, we're married. And so we having a back, baby. Did you continue dating? Was yeah. there breakups? Was there bad times? Um, no, we, we, yeah, when we got back to Dublin, then we, we met up. Um, I went to Alex in Milltown. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went to Mary's and Rat Mines. So it was nearness and it was near. Yeah, he used to come up and meet me after school on a Wednesday. So dating in school. What age was he? Yeah. Older? No, we we're about the same. Sixteen. Oh yeah. So I remember these because I was in yeah. high school and then subsequently your school. Like, but I remember that dating. It's so exciting. Yeah, it's wild. Like it's mad. We so were you at each other. Missed out all the scoring in the Wesley. You missed out all of that. I think I got a lot in in like fourteen to sixteen. To be honest. <laughs> I was going to say Irish like college de- yeah no no regrets um, and then but, why you just stayed together um, we had like a little break when we were 21 um, but then got back together and I think it was like like a nine month break but do you know what I think that's healthy and it's I really think, important yeah I think it definitely is Get and then yeah so where was he he went to America I was working I got my first PR job that was like the year after college so I was working here in Dublin um, and then I did a bit of travelling that summer and then we rekindled and the rest is history as they say that's quite incredible <laughs> so you're both 33 and you've been together that long yes and you're married how long so married five years um, and this will be the first grandchild on Richie's family. So his mom and dad are super excited. So it's quite the love story. Uh, yeah. What do you like <laughs> as a couple? Are you very different? 
Um, we would be different. He's definitely a lot more, I'd say, like, you know, my mum will always describe Richie as he's such a calming force. Oh, wow. He's so just relaxed and laid back. It wouldn't matter how bad things are. He just has such like a level head on him. Whereas I'm like, excitement. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm Energy. the energizer bunny. Mm. Um, but though. look, once the man has his golf clubs, he's happy. You know, he's very easy to please. <laughs> easy to please, excited about having his son. Yeah, he's you. super excited. Um, and when we found how's out... How's he found the pregnancy? Um, how's he found the pregnancy? No, in minding you. He's I been on the golf course five times a week. But has he been good? Do you find he's um, good or has uh, he been no, a bit... No, he has. He's been wonderful. And we, we also, we got a little puppy this year too called Chip, um, who is our original he's for a baby. Instagram. He's just beautiful. beautiful. I love yeah. him so much. Um, I really do. I like, I feel like if I can have even half the love I have a chip for my child. I'll be. She'd be grand. Yeah, for both. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know my what dog. The... I'm going to marry you. Yeah. My husband's like, you never. I know, him. but he is so cute, and he's he's these little ginger ears, and he's just so precious. But Richie, to be fair to him, has like gotten up every morning, has done the dog. Yeah, he's, all he's, the rubbish. Yeah, no, he's 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 definitely been a huge help. So it's what it's been really journey. nice. Like it's actually a nice story to tell. So similarly, I met my husband in kind of a f- funny mad night out way, and then we rekindled. But like. Portugal you'll go back there forever you'll remember that night there's some kind of essence of innocence actually in that and, and we do we go back with our families every summer and we can't wait to take the little dude as well and you've never met socializing before no that. never that's weird yeah which is crazy did friends did you have I, any I friend knew, connections I knew a good few okay. of his friends um, and he would have known a couple of mine so he hung um, on to you tight yeah, I guess so. Didn't that anyone else? He was like, no one else is going to be kissing her in this group. Because Dublin was so incestuous. Oh, really? It still is. Oh, well, yeah, but I think it was bad back then. All yeah. the discos and the... Yeah, no, I think... Um, no, I'm pretty glad I've avoided the the sort of the Tinder phase anyway because I think the same people are cropping up definitely, on people's phones. Definitely, And they're probably married, let's be yeah. fair. Oh, gosh, but no, um, no, Richie's been great. And so, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really nice journey. But at the same time, because... We have been together for so long, for so long. We both were getting, do you not want kids? You know, do you not want to be pregnant? Really? Like for so That's long. Um, wow. And I, yeah, I don't really know why people feel like they can say those things or ask those questions. Um, but no, we just because we met young and I, I guess at the time I didn't feel it. But now I'm like, we married very young. Um, like we're, yeah. I'm five years married. Um, yes, you did marry very young. So... I, I think I didn't, that's just because we met so young, we fell in love, we wanted to get married. But apart from that, I don't think we've, both of us have really wanted the treadmill life as such. Mm-hmm. We've both done a lot of traveling. We both want to continue to do a lot of traveling. Um, and so I think it just, you know, we, we wanted a few years, just us. But you also sound like, and I love this, you want your baby to fit in with your lives. Like you want to travel, you want to take on more with this PR empire. Like, this isn't going to slow you down. No, it's not what you want. No, and you might even extend your family one day if that if that's you know. Who yeah, knows hopefully, happen. absolutely. Um, Tell me about your business. So, um, my business is well. We're based now in Dublin. Mm. I was based in London yes, for nine that's and a half how years. I've always remembered you. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in London for nine and a half years, um, and then I guess it was, I suppose, kind of COVID time. Well, I, 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 I did see myself always moving back to Dublin eventually. But I think COVID was definitely a catalyst for wanting to come home. We wanted to be near family again. And I think because, you know, what we were talking about earlier, so much work went online with Zooms and everything like that. It kind of showed that you could work from from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know what, if I can work from anywhere, I want to be in Dublin. And 
I suppose my sort of USP at the agency was that I can do the PR for brands for both the UK and Ireland. So we can serve as two markets under one roof with contacts and specialisms in both markets. So before I'd been based in London, I was coming back and forth to Dublin and I said, I'm just going to switch it on its head and be based in Dublin and then go back and forth to London as needed. Um, Because even when I was in London, I'd say at least 80% of my clients were Irish anyway. Um, And now at the agency, it's 90% Irish and then 10% UK or or, um, other countries. Um, So I suppose our specialisms would be fashion, beauty, healthcare. um, And we do a lot of event management. We do a lot of, um, I suppose, retail strategies for brands, helping them, helping to position them in in like third party retailers, whether it's a beauty brand who wants to go into Brian Thomas or Harrods in London. And we kind of support with that journey. Um, We do a lot of influencer marketing campaigns and celebrity campaigns for our brands. Um, But startup PR is something that we really specialize in. Um, And so connecting, I suppose, with ambitious brands who come to us and say, look, we're just starting out. Um, We've no idea what to do. They're honestly my favorite brands. And I remember at one point, um, a lady who I used to work with said to me, oh, but you'll never make any money if that's what you do. And well, like we proved that wrong because there are so many ambitious brands and so many that have started at X and are now at Y. Um, You know, we've one brand that we work with and they're now the leading brand in Ireland in their category. Um, and, you know, I think they, when, when we first worked with them, they, I don't think they'd ever received a piece of coverage, you know, that way. So it's so amazing and fulfilling to be part of that journey of, to success. Because when I was in London and when I was working for the agency before I set up on my own, to be like, not, not to disrespect the the talent of people at that agency because obviously there was a lot of very very talented people but when you're working with such recognized international brands it's very easy to do the job of PRing them it's kind of like well everyone everyone wants them you know when you're doing the PR for for one of the biggest diamond brands in the world and you have a gifting budget of 100 you have a gifting budget of 150 grand a month um and you can email the editor of Vogue and say take your pick of what bracelet you want Um, you're probably going to get coverage in Vogue. Um, Whereas now we actually have to get creative. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have we have clients who don't have advertising budgets, you know, in the agency in London, they might have had million quid advertising budgets. Um, So we actually have to work really, really, really hard. But as I said, when you see those results and when you see those brands starting to experience growth and when you see those brands starting to be able to hire and build their teams and start to look at other markets and you know we have brands that are now stocked in major retailers in America um it's it's incredible and and that's what i think some people maybe don't understand they might just think oh like you you send out a few boxes of products to influencers but there's no, so I think much we know that it's a, there's so it's a much more that goes mm. into it there really really I is. stepped away from media for a year to work in a in a leading PR firm in Dublin to do kind of commercial just to get my and I remember thinking yeah. this would be really glam yeah no hardest job I've ever done and I've worked <laughs> yeah. in newsrooms I've been a yeah. journalist I'm now yeah doing lots I've got two kids which is the hardest job but I do yeah. remember being the most on call on demand stressful job. it is and do you know what there's like you do a really good job for a client or say you do like a really amazing event the next day it's not just well done that was great never no now it's 
that was amazing. What what's can we? Next? What's next? What can we do bigger? What can we no, do better? I, I, used, to, I, re, I, I used to yeah. have such an anticlimax of running something and the client would still have. And like, look, it's not, it's, it's, it's all about money. They have money to spend. Yeah. They don't care that you're not their bestie. Yeah. But there'll be criticisms or there'll be a review. Then you'd have a post-mortem. I'd be like, oh my God, I thought it was really amazing. Yeah. So you have to be um, hard-shelled. You have to just take it. You have to see it as business. But like, you are some woman. Oh, thank you. You are some <laughs> woman and people in this city talk about you. You're, you know, a lady through it all. You're classy. You maintain a really strong reputation, but you are smart. And I think so many people um, aspire to be like that. And now you're having a baba. Well, do you know what? I think in this industry, manners are so important yeah. um, because bad manners when it's this sort of high pressured environment and it's all want, want, want and take, take, take. I think... I I know for me personally, I form relationships, be it with journalists or editors or or, or brands or, or suppliers I work with. We tend to go to and work with people time and time again who are nice mm. and they're nice people to deal with. And I think that's something that's very important to me and to my team. And I think, you know, having a good, positive and I suppose kind take on, mm. on what we do is is so important. And I think... You know, there can be a lot of cattiness in this industry and it's super competitive, particularly yeah. in Dublin. Um, but for example, like I admire so greatly so many of the other female founders of PR companies in Dublin. For the most part, I have a brilliant relationship yeah. with them. Business is business. Yeah. Like, look, the clients jump ship. It happens all the time. Um, but there's a few of us that get on so, so well and appreciate that. And then there's a few that really really don't and I I just feel I could never be like that in this industry because it's small you, you go into the coffee shop and you'd bump into that person mm. and I just think you know it's a bit like that expression you know um be kind to people because you never know who you'll meet oh. when you're on the way down and and I just think that's really really important so I think yeah I no think, assholes need apply with Hannah Saunders Pure like no. don't go near her no and I think in an interview situation you'll know if someone's an asshole oh, yeah <laughs> I really think I do would... think there's a good instinct thing some people yeah. have it some don't I'm yeah. definitely a people judge like I know and I yeah. think wait till you see when you have your kid you become such a bear like you you'll see anyone with asshole tendencies you're kind of done oh you just God. have less tolerance Do you know what really I, nice. I was talking to my sister and um again sorry going off off piece here and I I, I have a tendency to talk no <laughs> not at all Jesus. Um, but she was she was in touch with me over the weekend she was really really upset she has three beautiful daughters Matilda Maisie and Maya great and um she was telling me that two girls in Matilda's class um started to have a conversation about Santa Claus and she just was like, I don't know what to do and I don't know how to, mm, you know, deal there. with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what are their names? <laughs> I was like, weapons. I was like, I literally marched into the school gate. And so I kind of worried for when no, my no, kid. Anna, that is me all over yeah. before I had kids. My sister has three beautiful girls as well. Yeah. I have two. And I remember just being like, they did. They said, what about that? You become and. I think I have more asshole tendencies now. I would have probably been a people yeah. pleaser, but I'm on it. Like, I'm like, what happened? And I also am very genuine about is my daughter, yeah. you know, playing the maggot or acting or Absolutely. being kind all the time. Oh, I that's, no that's a big fear. Saying, that's not kind. Gia, that's you that's know. a big fear yeah. of mine. And that's important to have balance of being like, I see that someone is not being kind, but also, um, yeah. I look, I cannot wait to find out how you get on Thank I know worries about you in the labor ward whatever way happens you're a strong ass woman you'll be fine it's scary but at the same time no, I'm kind of excited it's empowering it. it's very yeah. empowering I, I don't don't use the word scary like it's yeah. actually hugely empowering whatever happens yeah um 
you know, Bab is going to be good and you're going to be good. But it's quite an interesting one when you go into it. It's all nerves. You're going to come out and you are going to go, wow, I'm amazed. Yeah. There is a little bit of like <laughs> arrogance for a while where you're like to your partner, no offense, we are just the stronger sex. For a while, I'm going to be milking this you're for gonna be years. You're an asshole. Like I was just like, literally, how amazing I am. <laughs> you know, no epidural, push this back. And like, you know, there's no heroics because like I had no choice. My baby came far too quickly, uh, the first one. And I was just like, ugh. But I just remember, God, I did that. And I always thought I was such an idiot and so weak. So there's an yeah. empowerment. You'll be amazing. Yeah. And we just, we're all watching with interest, but also just your general story. And I can't believe your love story. I never knew that. Yeah. Best of luck, Hannah Saunders. And thanks Thank for making you. the time. Listen, this woman is 38 weeks pregnant. <laughs> she doesn't look a dot of it, but also just for making the time It would for have us. been exciting if my waters broke. It's one thing I can't control. No, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Little Birdie Told Me. And if you did, it would mean a lot to me if you could like, subscribe and share this episode.